global crisis. Bible prophecy. Health and preparedness. You're just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch. Father in heaven, we are thankful for life, for life abundant in Jesus Christ. We ask that during this broadcast, we would have a greater understanding of your will for us and your biblical and prophetic window into world events, that that would become made known to us, that we might love your word more. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch, and this is Scott Ritzema, your host, for a 30-minute news broadcast, because, my friends, there is a lot going on in our world today that relates to Bible prophecy, that has religious liberties implications. Huge stuff we're going to cover today, but I want to begin with just three quick items of good news. First of all, the good news, capital G, good, capital N, news, Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, that you might be saved. That, my friends, is the best news ever, that God is love and that he so poured out his graciousness upon us to send his only begotten son to die for us in our stead, in our place. That's the everlasting gospel of the truth of redemption. And that's available to us as a free gift. For we all we have all sinned. And we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Each one of us has turned to his own way. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. But the chastisement of our peace was upon him, Jesus, and by his stripes we are healed. Second item of good news, nature, the created world, the beauty of this creation, testifies of God's love, perhaps more than anything else other than the cross of Christ. I was out with my children, just swimming in the pond, plowing in the, in the beach with toy trucks, throwing rocks, and I just had the thought, as, as I heard the birds singing and heard the breeze in the leaves, and I watched the ripples on the pond, and heard the plunk of the rock landing in the water, it just hit me how real reality is, how beautiful this world is, listening to my children laugh as we run into the water and play, my friends, get connected with your family. Get connected with your Savior. Those are the two biggest items of good news. But how about this one as a news headline? We're going to get into the news now. UK Mirror reports Microsoft's online gaming service, Xbox Live, is currently experiencing an outage in both the UK and the East Coast of the United States. Praise the Lord. I hope and pray that more interventions like this take place and all of a sudden people don't have access to their gaming addiction. Sadly and unfortunately and not surprisingly, the addicts were flipping their lids and getting quite upset and angry about the outage in the Xbox Live online gaming circuit. But I consider that good news that they were out of commission for a little while. But, of course, we've been out traveling out and about, and a whole lot has happened in our world since 
We were just traveling to West Virginia as a family, doing a media on the brain seminar there. Heat index of 105 over there, just near Washington, D.C., just near Maryland. And uh, we, we enjoyed the beautiful Appalachians, camped up there, and then headed to church in the morning and drove through three states on our way to church. Woke up in Pennsylvania, drove through Maryland, ended up in West Virginia for the seminar. But what was going on over the past five or so days since we've had a news broadcast, historic floods in Louisiana. They had rivers cresting at records. More than 30,000 people at this point have now been rescued. And that was just since this last Friday. Rescue efforts were continuing into midweek this week. Brad Kaiserman, Vice President of Disaster Services Operations and Logistics for the Red Cross, has come out and stated this massive relief effort is going to cause cost at least $30 million. He says the flooding in Louisiana is the worst natural disaster to strike the United States since Superstorm Sandy. What did Jesus say about the last days? He said the seas and the waves would be roaring. He said that there would be natural disasters and earthquakes and the earth itself would be waxing old as a garment. Another sign of the times in the news headlines. It's as if when you open up your newspaper, proverbially or literally, when you log online and you look at the news headlines, you're reading Bible prophecy taking place all around us. Like this one, officials are warning that California wildfires are growing at an alarming rate. Reported on that a couple of weeks ago, and it continues. And then we know also, not just natural disasters will take place, but you know the, the, the gaming addiction itself is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy and is a warning to us not to allow the family to crumble. There are biblical prophecies saying that the family will be reunited. It says that the hearts of the fathers will be turned to the children and the children to the fathers before the great day of the Lord. And when we're all on our devices and we're addicted to video games, this is preventing us from experiencing that blessing of that last day's outpouring of the Holy Spirit where the young men and women will dream dreams and visions and they will go forth to invite people to become the remnant with the everlasting gospel of the three angels' messages. But even whilst God has his people moving forward with the mission and message of the last days, the world grows cold. The, the love of most will grow cold, the Bible says. It says every form of immorality and rejection of God will be taking place upon the earth and apostasies and rebellion and how about these headlines? Nudist craze sweeps London. This one, Muslims threaten California church with Allahu Akbars during mass service, being a Catholic church. Satanists gives invocation at Alaska assembly meeting. These are not fake headlines. These are just from the Drudge Report. ISIS waiting in Mexico. Venezuelans, you know what's going on in Venezuela with the total breakdown and economic collapse there. Venezuelans feel less safe than Syrians. Then, of course, the Bible also talks about pestilences, an increase in diseases. UK Sun reports a health expert has warned and he, that he expects one in four people in the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico to be infected with the Zika virus before the year's end. The Caribbean island has reported 1,914 new cases of the disease in the last week, and there are said to be 10,690 cases there altogether. So they're saying that this particular pestilence of the Zika, Zika virus is going to infect potentially a quarter of the population 
of Puerto Rico. Definitely another sign of the times. Jesus said that when you see natural disasters and you see immorality abounding and you see the families turning on each other and you see pestilences, diseases on the rise, that you know that these are signs, these are indicators that we are approaching with increasing rapidity the final days of Earth's history and the great second coming of Jesus Christ, which I'm looking forward to. We're going to be taken up into the air. We're going to go to heaven, literally. Economic news, Financial Times, investors stockpile cash to offset economic despair. Asset managers fear that the policy landscape is about to get even weirder and more disorienting. Oh, where do we start on that? We'll, we'll save the in-depth economic analysis for Second Beast Rising. I'm finally getting ready to record the new series called Second Beast Rising. It's going to be a DVD series about Bible prophecy, signs of the times, world events, religious liberty, the great controversy between Christ and Satan. All of these matters and economic issues play a major part in that because we see in Revelation 13 that there's going to be a no-buy, no-sell scenario for those who are faithful, commandment-keeping people of God. But the Bible also talks about wars and rumors of wars being a sign and an indicator of the last days. Russian military massing forces near Ukraine. And how about this one from the UK Telegraph? Military first for Iran. As Russian bombers, based on its territory, launch airstrikes on Syria. So basically, for the first time, Russian bombers based in Iran are launching attacks in Syria against ISIS. And so the alliances, the, the what you might call the potential domino effect of alliance systems, World War I, World War II style here, are firming up with Russia backing the government of Syria, Bashar al-Assad, and seeking to put down the ISIS rebellion there, and as well as allying with Iran. Former acting CIA director Mike, Michael Morell, by the way, just stated on Monday what they this is this tells you the kind of climate, the rhetoric that we're hearing today, that the potential for a massively conflagrating type of geopolitical uh, storm uh, of a World War Three potential scenario is becoming increasingly likely in the rhetorical context that you see. For example, when presidential candidates are saying we got to punch Russia in the nose, other people are saying we'll send them a message once we start sending their soldiers home in body bags. And here's another one to add to the list of very uh, intense, hawkish, warlike rhetoric that you never even heard during the Cold War. He's saying is what that what they need to have is Russians pay a little price. He says when we were in Iraq, the Iranians were giving weapons to the Shia militia who were killing American soldiers, right? The Iranians were making us pay a price. So in other words, Iran was waging a proxy war against the United States via these soldiers in Iraq who were Shiite, who were in the alliance with Iran. And he's saying, we need to do the same. We need to make the Russians pay a price. So in other words, calling for a proxy war with Russia, which many analysts say is already happening in Syria. Then, of course, the biggest news of all. You know, we've hit some of the high points of pestilences, wars and rumors of wars, economic issues, talking about the collapse of morality in the family, and uh, a bunch of different things that, that we've just bullet pointed. But 
really the most current and relevant news over the past few days since I've been away is a, is the the tragic events and the breakdown of the civil order in Milwaukee. If you're not familiar, just to catch you up, there was an armed suspect who was shot and killed by Milwaukee police. He was attempting to evade the police, shot. People say it was unjustified. And then within hours of the shooting, fires were burning all over the city. This is going back to this past weekend. A gas station was set on fire. Police said firefighters initially could not even get close to the blaze to put it out because there was gunshots. So, I mean, civil war type of atmosphere. Civil unrest, it's sometimes called. Later, fires were started at a bank branch, a beauty supply company, and an auto parts store. Rioters were trying to drag people out of their vehicles in order to beat them up. At least one squad car was set ablaze and another had a brick thrown through a window. Of course, the number of police officers that have been shot and killed just this year has increased 78%. Now, a 100% increase would be a doubling. So this is heading toward a doubling in the number of police officers being shot and killed. More officers were shot just in the past few days. We had the incident in Georgia, New Mexico, Arkansas. The new Black Panther Party leader saying that this is a war. My friends, we live in tumultuous times. Are you finding peace in Jesus Christ? Are you finding peace above the storm? He is that shelter in the time of storm. We'll be right back for more news after the break. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher, and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Did you know that heavily rhythmic music, which is basically all popular music today, can actually alter your state of consciousness? Musician William Ora explains, quote, We had discovered something that people knew eons ago, that polyrhythms can be used for hypnotic induction, for altered states of consciousness, even for soul travel. And drummer and percussion scholar Mickey Hart agrees. Everywhere you look around the world, he says, people are using drums to alter consciousness. I have discovered along with many others the extraordinary power of music, particularly percussion, to influence the human mind and body. And Jimi Hendrix said, we make our music so loose and hard-hitting that it hits your soul hard enough to make it open. Get informed, folks. Truth is stranger than fiction. Google the words media on the brain to learn more. Merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. And we're back. This is 11th Hour Dispatch, and the website is 11thHourDispatch.com. And I'm so, so eternally grateful, infinitely grateful. Words cannot express, and the mind cannot even fully conceive of how much gratitude we owe to our Savior, our precious Redeemer and friend. I mean, you talk about a friend somebody that's in your life, that you love, that's there for you. Jesus has gone infinitely beyond that for us. 
the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. The perfect example, the one who overcame at every point of temptation, just as we are tempted, that he might give us the strength and the victory, that we might have the mind of Christ to overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. That, my friends, gospel truth, biblical truth, yes, doctrine, which means teaching, these weighty, meaty subjects that transform the heart, that draw our minds to higher and holier and heavenly ideals. These are the things to contemplate in these times. And yes, we talk about the news because Bible prophecy is pointing to the very events that we're seeing transpire all around us today. And frankly, that gets me excited because I know that as we're increasing our pace and accelerating toward those last days, just galloping toward the coming of Christ now, that we're going to see Jesus sooner rather than later. And so the covering of this news, don't let this discourage. Yes, it's it's violent, there's civil unrest. There's just like the manuscript release that I read a couple of weeks ago predicting civil unrest in the cities. These things really ought to call our attention to the Prince of Peace because he has the solution. And frankly, getting out of the cities at this point is not a bad idea. Not because you're doing it out of some fear and you're, you know, lighting your hair on fire and running around like some sort of, you know, stockpiling of weapons and ammunition crazed maniac. No, 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 no. Reasonable steps to try to restore our humanity as families, trying to get back to the land, grow some food. And, and out in the country, there is a greater level of safety. That's, that is part. That's just a fact. That's a, that's a bonus to me. I mean, God's people always lived in the country. They would throughout the narrative of the Bible, they'd be tilling the soil, they'd be with pastures of flocks, of sheep, and not that we have to fit a certain uh, occupational role, but the more nature we can have and the more physical labor we can do, given each of our unique giftings and job descriptions in life, the more we can experience that, the better. And then there's just the added bonus as, the cities continue to seem to deteriorate, not just in morality, but even in civility now, that you have a welcome retreat in the nature and the beautiful creation of God. On Monday, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker declared a state of emergency in Milwaukee, and the National Guard was brought in. Of course, Fox News 11 reported that police officers had been injured in the violence. Chunks of concrete rocks were hurled at police. Shards of glass from shattered squad car windows injured seven officers up to the two-day tally at that point of 11 wounded cops, Police Chief Edward Flynn said on Monday. Additionally, an 18-year-old man was shot and seriously injured, and officers had to use an armored vehicle to retrieve the man and take him to a hospital. Flynn said the city's shot spotter system recorded 30 instances of gunfire Sunday night. This is this past weekend. After 48 instances of gunfire were recorded on Saturday, this is a war zone again. It has also been reported that another police vehicle was set on fire late Monday night. Authorities are desperate to avoid a third night in a row like this. As of Tuesday, it was reported they put a curfew in place. After 10 o'clock, they said the teenagers had better be off the streets, they said. And this announcement was made as tensions remained high in the Sherman Park neighborhood and police were out in force while the National Guard was on standby and ready to move in if necessary. 
Now, it's not just Milwaukee, and it's not just the big flare-ups like this after a shooting of a, of a suspect. It's a general trend. The Chicago Tribune pointed out that nearly 100 people were shot in Chicago in less than one week. That was nine people killed on Monday alone, marking the deadliest day for the city in 13 years. Nine people were shot in Chicago in one day. Do we not live in crazy times, my friends? Do we not need the gospel of Jesus Christ more than ever now? It brings not only inner peace because you have the hope of heaven and the knowledge of the forgiveness of your sins, but it restores families. It restores communities. If believed in and accepted by a group, you have a peaceful group that emerges. But now, apparently the killing continues to get worse in this long-wasted world. For the weekend at eight, uh, August 13, a total of 110 people were shot in Chicago, with 24 of them killed. Year-to-date statistics indicate that the city is spiraling out of control, with shootings up to 2,621 shootings in Chicago. 2,621 shootings in Chicago. That's a 50% increase over last year. Okay. I can't wait for the peace of heaven. The Bible says there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death. The old order will pass away and there will be no more crying. There will be no more night. A lot of people are talking also in the news about the election. I always mention this is not a political show. I'm not weighing in. But there's some very important news that has major implications for the direction that things may go this fall. InfoWars reports a Secret Service source has told InfoWars, this is a news outlet agency getting a leak from a Secret Service agent. These are the people that guard presidents or presidential candidates, in this case, Hillary Clinton. The Secret Service source has told InfoWars that Hillary Clinton has major neurological health problems and that a big announcement regarding her medical situation is coming soon. The Secret Service source reached out to InfoWars reporter Joe Biggs during the recent Republican National Convention in Cleveland and confirmed the following information. One, Hillary has a very serious neurological degeneration, which could be, could be Parkinson's disease, according to the Secret Service source. That's the assumptions there. Around half a million dollars have been spent to specifically adapt three SUVs in which Hillary travels to provide lowered floors and disabled access to prevent Hillary from tripping. So she's got disabled access in her SUVs now, lowering the floors and increasing and adding a step. Hillary's staff is so intent on keeping reporters away from Clinton because she is at risk of petite mall seizures that can be triggered by camera flashes. And actually, you can see video of this, of people crowding around her, and they've got all the all got their cameras, and she goes into this weird convulsion type of thing, and you know, kind of laughs it off, and and we move on, and people say, oh, this is a conspiracy theory that she has any health problems, but now the information is starting to be leaked out from official sources. Hillary has major problems with balance, difficulties with walking, and keeps falling down, according to Secret Service sources. Hillary's campaign will be forced into making a big announcement soon regarding her medical condition. The source told us that this information was relayed to the press by others, but they were too afraid to run the story. 
the, 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 the revelations correlate with other information provided by federal agents and police officers who have worked security at Hillary Clinton events. John Cardillo, a former police, a former officer who provided VIP security details for the New York Police Department, said that he was told by a federal agent and another NYPD officer who worked security at Hillary events that Hillary had major health problems and was often dizzy and disoriented. Similarly, a law enforcement official told the news agency Breitbart that Hillary was late returning to a debate with Bernie Sanders earlier this year due to, quote, a flare-up of problems from a brain injury. And that was, that was known, that was public a number of years ago, I believe 2012, that brain injury. These long-lasting symptoms stemming from a concussion and blood clot, according to a neurologist, suggest Clinton is suffering from post-concussion syndrome, which can severely impact her cognitive abilities, Breitbart reported in January. A number of New York Democrats, very prominent, well-known, wealthy New York Democrats, told me last year, says Washington insider Roger Stone, that Hillary had very significant health issues and that they were surprised that she was running for president in view of her health problems and lack of stamina. So far, she has run a very controlled campaign. So there's the news leaking out of official sources from NYPD to Secret Service to doctors looking at this from a distance. A number of them have come out and physicians have given official recommendations that this thing be looked at a little bit more closely. What does this have to do with the last days and understanding things from a biblical perspective? Well, you watch and you take note of the rise of certain political candidates and what they might say about religious liberties issues, about the family, about things that relate to practicing our Christianity biblically. And there is an establishment push right now, and has been for quite some time, to continue to empower the state and roll back religious liberty and freedom. And so when we look at this through the limited lens of we're either going to have Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump as the president, a lot could happen I'll just put it this way. A lot could happen between now and November. And we need to widen that scope a little bit and say, all right, what are some other dangers to religious liberty that could emerge and arise here? And are we going to see greater deceptions, greater level of, of cover-up? Because that's an indicator of not just a dishonesty, but a willingness then to be a persecuting power if one is a dishonest power. And so who knows where things will go? I'm sure not taking sides on this. Jesus is my king. My citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet at the same time, very interested in what's happening in this world relating, our, relating to our precious religious liberty that we have for a time. But what do we do with this? You know, you, you look at the dangers to religious freedom. What do we do with that information? We move forward with a mission work with that much more vivacity, that much more emphasis and speed and rapidity with which we are preaching the everlasting gospel. How about some economic news? Mises.org reports, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released new data on labor productivity today. During the first quarter of 2016, labor productivity fell 0.5%, making the first quarter the third quarter in a row for failing product, falling productivity. Prior to the first quarter of the year, labor pro productivity had not fallen three quarters in a row since 1979. 
in the lead up to the 1980 recession and the 81-82 recession. The only other period with such a long period of declining productivity would be 1973 and 74 in the midst of the Great Recession in the mid-70s. So brace yourselves, my friends, for interesting times geopolitically, politically, with related to religious liberty and, of course, this economic news. When are things coming? When is thing, when, when will the four angels release the four winds of strife? Hopefully not soon. Pray for a reprieve. Pray for time to finish the work. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. One form of recreation, turns out it was amusement. For me, when I was a young person, I was obsessed. I was an avid watcher of college basketball. And now this is hard for me to speak on this because this is still pretty fresh. For me, when I'd sit and watch Michigan State basketball games for two hours straight, my thoughts rarely, if ever, turned to God and the things of God and the purpose and identity and mission that I have in Him. I was trying to imagine Jesus and the apostles or the great reformers of the past engaging in an activity like this, just immersed in watching a game, their thoughts not dwelling upon spiritual realities. And I was convicted and I was convinced. I realize now when Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing, that that meant something to me because I was apart from him while watching these games. Brought to you by Belt of Truth Ministries.org.